good morning. Welcome to Noah's Window. We appreciate you guys hanging with us on this Monday morning. Mary Alice, we've been studying the book of Nehemiah in mm. our one-year uh, Bible. And it's a favorite book of mine because it's the story of a great leader who wasn't a preacher. Right. Uh, he was uh, a bureaucrat. <laughs> he was uh, one of the Jews who had been taken away captive to uh, Persia, well, Babylon at first, yeah. and then Persia overran Babylon. So now he finds himself an administrator at the top echelon of the Persian government. Well, God has allowed the Jews to go back home. Most of them don't want to go back home because the Persian government's friendly to them. And they built homes and they're settling there in Persia. Well, Babylon at first and then Persia. Now they can go home. Most don't want to go home, right. but some have. And they've gone back home, and we know the story how that they began work on the temple. But they didn't rebuild the walls. Uh, the walls were there, but there were breaches. There were gaps in the walls. And because of that, uh, there were security issues and problems that threatened anybody that wanted to live in the city of Jerusalem. And without these walls, they really couldn't settle there. So uh, Nehemiah is working for the Persian king. And one of the uh, returned exiles gives him a report of what's going on in Jerusalem, how the things are really bad. And clearly what you see in the book of uh, Nehemiah is the Jews had a lot of enemies there. It was kind of a, it, it was kind of like almost uh, anarchy in that whole region. And so Nehemiah gets his courage and prays and goes and asks the king for the opportunity to return and build the walls. And God gave Nehemiah favor with the king. And he goes back to rebuild the walls, and he's got this ragtag group of settlers that are there to help him rebuild the walls. And I love this story. In fact, if you're interested in learning more about the book of Nehemiah, I did a series back, I think, in 2013 or 14 called Build It. Mm, that's right. Uh, yeah. You know, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure it was going to be that great of a series. It turned out to be uh, one of the most uh, beloved series in, in that era, era of time. But I want to go to Nehemiah chapter 5 today, Mary Alice, and I would just encourage all of you in Noah's window, if you don't have some place to read in the Bible today, you might read, well, it'd be great to read all of Nehemiah up to chapter 5, but especially chapter 5. And, and here's the reason why I want us to talk about today. I think all of us know what it's like to invest time, energy, resources in someone um, who may not appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You know, we go without what we could have because we're concerned about meeting the needs of someone else. And they can be kind of oblivious. And that's what's happening with Nehemiah. I mean, he is, the, he is basically the representative of the king of Persia there. And he could just demand so many things. But instead of demanding what could be his, he takes what is his and shares it with everybody else. Mm -hmm. And he just deals with all kinds of problems. A lot of them are unnecessary problems, which I'm guessing most of us know what that's like in life. But here's what really gets my attention. I really want to, to get your thoughts on this. In chapter 5, Nehemiah is talking about all the things that he does, all the challenges that he's going through, the problems that he has to deal with, how that he's not taking all the things that could be his because he's trying to help. And at the end of giving that history, in verse 19, all of a sudden we just have this little prayer. Mm -hmm. Because it's just between Nehemiah and God. Mm -hmm. You know, up till this point, it's Nehemiah and the readers. But all of a sudden, it's just Nehemiah and God. Listen to what he says. He prays, remember, oh my God, all that I've done for these people and bless me for it. I got to thinking about the lesson that I need to draw here because oftentimes I do, think for pe do things for people and sacrifice. And in my deep recesses of my spirit, 
it's like I hope they remember. I hope they remember what I've done for them. You know, I'm not expecting them to pay me back. I just hope they remember. Nehemiah goes way better than that mm -hmm. because he says, God, remember what I've done for these people and you bless me for it. I'm not looking for them to pay me back. I'm not even looking for them to understand it. But God, I'm asking you to bless me for what I've done. Well, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's a principle for our whole life because um, ultimately everything we do is between us and God. Yeah. And so every good thing we do is a blessing to God, even though it might not look like it on the surface. And it's, it's in obedience to God, even though it might not look like it on the surface. And I think um, the reverse is true. You know, just to say um, how many times, like when David said, I've, I've sinned against you, God, mm -hmm. uh, the prodigal son. I, you know, I've, I've sinned, sinned against my father. I'm just saying whether we do the right thing or the wrong thing, ultimately, it really is between, us, between and God. us and God. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I, one thing that stands out to me, I think sometimes you know, we Christians almost have an imagination about, well, it's it's always the wrong thing to do to ask God to bless us, you know. Mm. Well, that's a mistake because Nehemiah teaches us here, it's okay to ask God to bless us for the investments that we've made in other people and in, in, in the sacrifices that we've made for people. And also keeps us from being discouraged. Yeah. Um, when we see these inequities and we see the ingratitude, and, and if you go and read Nehemiah, there's so much to that story, but he knows that God sees. Yeah, help me with that, because Nehemiah has worked with this group of people long enough to know they're not probably going to appreciate what no. he's done. In fact, over and over we see that they just refuse to get it and they go back into... Well, like after 12 years when he goes back to to the king in Persia, and then he comes back, he finds out that they completely undid almost everything that he set up. Yeah. So, and, and that could just take us under, could take him under, but he stayed faithful to God, knowing that this is between him and God. Yeah. And God's gonna honor his faithfulness, even if the people are as rebellious, ungrateful, rebellious against God, rebellious against him. At the end of the day, he's on God's assignment, which we know that if you go and read the book, God did miracles in order to send him to do a particular work. So he's on God's assignment. So therefore, God's the one that's going to reward him. That's that's the key to this whole thing, I think. Because, um, you know, there's an appropriate response. When we sacrifice for someone, when we, when we do things to help someone, there is an appropriate response that they probably ought to have to that. But a lot of people are not going to have that. And I do think... Oftentimes, it messes up relationships because without even intending to, we can look at someone that we've sacrificed for, given up things for, and we, we can kind of feel like they owe me if, if, if they don't ever respond to that. Well, as long as we know that God is our source and God is the one who's going to repay us, it just keeps us from having that feeling toward people that we feel like okay. haven't responded. Let, let me, and this is an old story, and I think you remember it, but it's so long ago, but I, it kind of <laughs> illustrates what we're talking about since we're so old. A lot of the stories are a long time ago. Years and years ago, long before we were at the new building even, yeah. the, the new building that's 20 years old. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> at the old building over on Hillside. Well, some of them are new. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some pieces of it are new. Um, but years ago, um, when we were very young, <laughs> 
There was a, a lady in our church who's now with the Lord. She approached me and she said, hey, I have a, a, a wealthy friend who wants to just be a blessing to someone. Can you direct me to someone that she can be a blessing to? Well, we had at that time a young widow in our church. And it was a very, it was a very sad circumstance. But this young widow had been so faithful and she was trying to hold her family together. And it's just been a hard time. And I said, I believe this woman would just really be blessed. And so this, this uh, person that's coming to me said, now the only thing is, this person will expect a thank you card. Mm -hmm. I mean, she'll, she'll give you that she wants to be a blessing, but she expects a thank you card. It's really important to her. And I said to her, well, I can't, you know, I can guarantee you this person will appreciate the gift. I can't guarantee you that kind of her response. And sure enough, that thank you card didn't arrive and, and she came back to complain. Yeah. The giver did. She came back to complain. You know, but the reason that comes to mind is if she was giving uh, to to be a blessing, it's God who will reward her. Yeah. And if all the rewards you're looking for is a thank you card to come in the mail, how sad is that? Yeah. Well, and, well I, I agree with that. And, and, and I mean, obviously, it's appropriate to send thank you card. Right, but, I mean, yeah. but it's having said that, for someone to just, it's almost a quid pro quo. Right. And, and at that point, you really do. And I mean, I, I know that some of our viewers might feel like I'm over the edge here, but I'll just tell you what I think on that. I think oftentimes a lot of people do things for people for the feeling that they're going to get out of it, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and that's a kind of a weird psychology. And, and I don't know that I could speak fully to that. But one thing about Nehemiah, he's doing a great work. I mean, he says so. I mean, there's a point where the enemies try to get him to leave leave the work and come caucus with them. He knows that they want to hurt him. But he says in the process, I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. Well, I've thought about that many times as a pastor. You know, I'm doing a great work. And as long as we have the idea, I'm doing something good, I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing a gracious thing, I'm doing a Christ-like thing. Mm -hmm. I, I just fall. I fell in love when I heard you read this earlier, where Nehemiah said, "Lord, you remember what I've done for these yes. people and bless me. You bless me for yes. it." Because the thing of it is, it's always important to remember God can repay us in way better I was ways. Say, the way He can bless <laughs> us in return is way better than anything yeah. a, a person can. Do. I just love this idea of Nehemiah at the end of that chronicling of what was done. Basically saying, Lord, this is between you and me. And, you know, if you stop and think about it, whatever we do, um, God doesn't just reward the act itself, but the heart behind it. Yeah. And only God can know that. Right. And only God can truly reward that. You know, it's interesting, and I, I don't want to, I mean, I know this is Monday morning and, and everybody's busy, and I, I don't want to just keep going on Noah's window today. But I found it interesting that last week, I think it was, maybe it's the week before, we had to talk about vengeance, how that vengeance mm -hmm. is between you know, that's, that's, that's God's business. God, that's it's God's, God's business. business. Here we're looking at blessing being God's mm -hmm. business. You know? I love it. I love <laughs> it. That's even better, isn't it? It is. You know, so often, you know, I think for those of us who grew up in traditional church, we can focus to the negative messages. Mm -hmm. We need to focus on the positive that's messages, right. too, because, you know, sowing and reaping, it's a positive message as well as a negative. Well, and if you want somebody to bless you, you want somebody who has the uh, greatest ability to bless. Oh, yeah. And God has the ability to bless beyond, yeah, in, beyond anything we can even imagine. Well, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I could be talking to somebody that's just really kind of worn out because you've helped and you've helped and you've helped and you've sacrificed and the person's just not getting it. And, um, you know, that's 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 some discussion for another day. But I just think it's a fitting prayer to pray like Nehemiah. Lord, remember everything. I've done and you bless me for it this is between you and me that's right pray for us today Mary Alice okay let's pray 
Oh, Father, we're so thankful that you're such a wonderful God and that you care enough about us to examine our hearts and to see everything we do and recognize everything we do um, for you and for others and that you promised to bless us for that. And we just thank you, Father, for loving us that much. And, and first of all, Father, we owe you so much. Anything we could do, it just pales in comparison to what you've done for us. But Father, we do want your blessings in our life and we want your favor on our life. <clears throat> and as we serve you and sometimes feel unappreciated or unnoticed, I just pray that you would come alongside and reassure our hearts to know that you know, that you're watching, that you see all of that that we're doing, that you know the heart behind it sometimes when it doesn't seem to come out the way we intended, but you know what our heart was. And I just pray that you bring reassurance and comfort to all of us as we uh, walk through this life and, and try to represent you well. And we're going to thank you for that, Father. And I especially pray for each and every person, each and every family that's watching and listening to Noah's Window today. Whatever is in their day ahead, I just pray that you would guide them. Bring comfort, bring wisdom, bring healing. Um, whatever the need is, Father, I just pray that you provide. And we will be careful to give you all the glory and the honor. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. We've had a wonderful time with you on this Monday morning. And pray that you have a great day. And God willing, Mary Allison, I'll be back tomorrow. I guess Ginger, too. Yes, Every once in a while we get asked about Ginger not being on camera. Ginger's kind of become a diva. She really does know when the camera's coming out. And so I was kidding, Mary Allison. I said, sometimes she's an actress on suspension. Yeah. So, <laughs> she doesn't behave. She goes to the background. Right, she goes to the background. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow. God, God bless. bless. See you soon.